Hey now, hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a, a brand new edition of Over the Line. It's a new month. Uh, is it a, what is today? Today's the fifth? Fourth? Third? Okay, wait, it's not a new month. We've already, we've already been here since July. My bad, it is July 5th, 2021, the day after Independence Day. And I am so glad that each and every one of you guys are here to watch the show. If you notice, we have a little bit of a different setup going on. Something we're trying. Okay, for those of you on the visual side watching the video, just bear with us as we get this stuff figured out. We got a lot of new stuff we're trying to work through. Um, and I'm going to be honest, something I learned about myself over the weekend uh, I get easily overwhelmed. I mean, I kind of already knew that, but I, I think I've got an actual issue with anxiety, believe it or not. And uh, it's been kind of getting to me over the past few days, especially with all this new stuff that I've got to learn and everything else. So I know it doesn't look the best, but as we kind of figure it out and go along, we are going to make it happen. Very exciting. You know what else is very exciting? A brand new social media platform. That is correct. And I'd been hearing about this over the weekend, but I didn't really look into it. And right before we started the show, I noticed a story on the Gateway Pundit. And it is an app called, or a platform called Getter. G-E-T-T-R. And apparently it's already... Uh, Making big waves as far as uh, people downloading it. It's it's towards the top of the charts on overall downloads and stuff like that. And so, basically, Jason Miller, who was a Trump advisor during the Trump administration, is behind this whole thing. And I wish I could tell you something about it, but I just haven't had the time to look into it yet. But I plan on being a part of it. So, with that said, check it out, kind of learn the ropes, and be on the lookout for myself to be on the Gitter app. Again, don't know anything about it, but I'm very excited to be a part of it. And, you know, anything we can do to get the word out about the show. You know, there was uh, a parlor. We were all on parlor for the most part, and now parlor's kind of uh, been made obsolete. Remember, it got kicked off. Uh, their servers or whatever. It was during all the time of uh, kicking Donald Trump off social media and all this other stuff, and then it never really recovered after that. I, I assume it hasn't. I haven't used it, and I don't hear anybody talking about it, so I I'm assuming Parler is, is dead. Actually, I could probably just look on my phone right now. Let's see. I've still got the app on my phone. I'm scared to delete it. Uh, networking error. Ah, looks like RIP, Parler. Sorry, buddy. I hate that for Parler. It was a good concept, but um, it was just uh, it was uh, it was resurfaced at a bad time. I guess we should say so. Uh, Getter. We'll see what happens. Excited to check that out. We will, in fact, see. Uh, Want to talk a little bit about the Fourth of July? And uh, I hope, first of all, hope you had a fantastic Fourth of July, and and hope whatever you did, you did so with. Uh, this country in mind and the great things that this world has has benefited from this country being who and what it is. 
We are the greatest country on the planet, okay? There is no doubt. Yes, we've got a little bit of a stained history, but guess what? Every country does. And no other country has recovered from their stained history like this one right here. Nobody has made more strides in civil rights, equal opportunity, even making sure the environment is sustainable and clean. Nobody has done it better than this country, yet we have so many in this country that um, paint this one as the worst on the planet when all you got to do is hop to the other side of the pond in the Middle East and you've got gay people being thrown off buildings. But nobody wants to talk about that, and that's fine. Whatever. Uh, but I want to talk a little bit about that. Before I do that, let me remind you about my boys at Vapor Forge out on 280. That's right. You know all about them. I don't have to tell you. Best prices, best selection. No doubt about it. Make sure you mention over the line when you go over there. 4673 Highway 280 East in Birmingham, 205-874-9010, right next to Bailey Brothers. And also, can't go without mentioning patreon.com slash Andrew McLean, who four easy ways to give to the show, and it is a donation, but you do, in fact, get uh, exclusive content. If you are a member of Patreon, as low as $5 a month. That's it. That's all you got to do. See how easy that is? So, um, I noticed something. I came across this on TikTok on the 4th, uh, yesterday, and it was... It almost started make to make me tear up because it was so um I don't know emotional it was inspiring it, it kind of gave me a a feeling of what we saw back in 2001 after the twin towers fell and everybody was on the same page everybody was patriotic everybody was team america and we all had one mission in mind, and that was to, one, come together, but two, go after the people that came after us. You were, you were not going to find anybody that was opposed to that. Everybody wanted justice for this country, and we were all in. Now, you look back, obviously, and I've talked about how uh, you know, my support for Bush was ill-founded <laughs> after, you know, in hindsight. But nonetheless, we were all together. And that's what this reminded me of. It's out of, let's see, Hazlett, Texas. This was on Saturday on the 3rd at a Walmart. And I want you to watch. Apparently, this was just spontaneous, broke out in the middle of everybody's shopping experience.
And and that excitement afterwards, <laughs> even the satellite guy recording was like, yeah! that would have been me, by the way. That's what I would have done. Very patriotic, very touching to see, really, uh, a group of people, of, of people that don't know each other, all come together just to spontaneously sing that the song we all know, love, and, and really should appreciate because it is a symbol of our of our um our freedom a symbol of everything we stand for and it should be appreciated by everyone but that doesn't seem to be the case guys i want to start off with how the media started their 4th of july and of course they started it by degrading this country because they can't help themselves. And let's be honest, they do hate this country. Everything they do, everything they say, every news story that they publish points to the fact that they really, really hate this country. Although I did post a meme on the Over the Line page that said this country is so freaking great that even her haters won't leave. We've had a lot of people say they were going to leave, but nobody ever did. NPR. They did an entire thread of the Declaration of Independence and some other stuff. I didn't go through and read, so I don't, I don't want to say that it was just verbatim the Declaration of Independence. It may have been. But here's how they started that thread. In this thread of the Declaration of Independence, you can see a document with flaws and deeply ingrained hypocrisies. It also laid the foundation for this country's collective aspirations, the hopes for what America could be. In other words, the America that we're still not. A document with flaws and deeply ingrained hypocrisies. Now, we're talking about a document between the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. We're talking about a a document that has sustained the test of time, that has been a guiding light for this country and the decisions that we've made. And it should be something celebrated, but instead, NPR decided to use that on America's birthday, the day that we celebrate the birth of America, to trash it, to call it flawed, to call it hypocritical. And as you can see, as you go through that thread, there are many more of those instances. I'll let you read it yourself. I personally wouldn't waste my time, but that was NPR. Not to be outdone, though, by the New York Times, who said the 4th of July symbol of unity that may no longer unite the American flag. The New York Times on the 4th of July putting out an article saying the flag of this country is no longer a symbol of unity, but a symbol of division and hate. Now, you may be asking yourself, how could, the, how could they possibly, with all the mental gymnastics that they do, all the bending and stretching of the truth that they do, How could they possibly take the flag and paint it 
as some sort of tool for division and hate, that it no longer represents unity. Well, as you go down in this article, you find this part. Supporters of former President Donald J. Trump have embraced the flag so fervently at his rallies, across conservative media, and even during the January 6th assault on the Capitol that many liberals, like Mr. Treiber, worry that, has, that, that the left has all but ceded the national emblem to the right. What once was a unifying symbol, there is a star on it for each state, after all, is now alienating some. It stripes now fault lines between people who kneel while star-spangled banner plays in those for whom not pledging allegiance is an affront. The New York Times telling you that the flag has been hijacked by what is now labeled extremist in this country. And no, I'm not talking about specifically the people from January 6th. I'm talking about freedom-loving Trump supporters. You are the extremists. Just go look at the definitions that they've given us, that Biden cabinet officials have given in testimony to Congress, in hearings. Ask them to define what an extremist is. They're very hesitant to do so. Why do you think that is? Because it's so broad They want to put a dragnet out to say, these people, with this mindset, with this view of America and what America should be, and what America is meant to be, those are the extremists. They don't have to assault the Capitol. They don't even have to attend a Trump rally. It's the mindset that makes them an extremist. And that's where it gets dangerous because they've made it their mission not to save lives of the thousands and thousands of people that continue to be shot and killed in Chicago, not the violence all across the country, not even abortion saving the lives of the babies. What they're going after is taking down what they decide is and is not an extremist. And I would venture to say that 90% of you guys that watch the show fall into the category of being an extremist under the definition of Joe Biden and the Joe Biden administration. Now I know you've probably never done anything, probably barely got a speeding ticket. But you got a flag out in front of your house. You've got the flag of the Marine Corps hanging from your front porch. You may even have the dreaded Trump 2020 sticker on your pickup truck. What about a thin blue line flag? Hmm? That qualifies you as an extremist. And don't even get me started on skin color. Because if you're white, that's a done deal. 
Now, don't get me wrong. The left does not discriminate against uh, the color of one's skin when it comes to who they label as an extremist. You can be any color you want in support Donald Trump, support a 2024 run, or just generally support Republicans that supported Donald Trump and be an extremist. Black, white, Asian, transgender. Look how they treat Caitlyn Jenner. They don't care. They don't care if you're in the group that they claim to fight for because you've been held down by the white man or you've been oppressed by a systematically racist system. All that matters to them is what you think. How you view the world. what How you view issues like abortion, like socialism, like guns. That what, that's what dictates whether or not they stick up for you, and it's what dictates whether or not they will put you as public enemy number one. It's pretty simple. If anything, that's one issue the Democrats don't blur the lines on. It's pretty cut and dry who they view as an extremist. In their minions in Congress, Democrats in Congress, they promote this. They continue to promote the division. And I think what's so bothersome is the fact that they're doing it on the 4th of July. They couldn't take one day off. But they despise this country so much. Just look at Cory Bush. From the great state of Missouri. A fantastic state. state that my mom lives in. She says, when they say that the 4th of July is about American freedom, remember this. The freedom they're referring to is for white people. This land is stolen land, and black people still aren't free. I know that's probably a a head-scratcher for a lot of black people in this country to find out via tweet for the first time that they're not free. But according to Cory Bush, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you ain't free. I know you're able to get a job, drive your own car, have your own family, you know, even have your own business, work for yourself, you're able to vote, use whatever water fountain you want to, but you ain't free. And if anything, she does have a bit of a point. If there is an argument to be made that black people in this country are still not free, it will be due to the mental enslavement that Democrats have put so many in. There's an astounding number of people who have broken away from that mental bondage. But until everyone has broken the shackles of that bondage. It's still mental enslavement. And that's what the Democrats have done. You take any other scenario, any other group of people, 
and you beat them over the head with the philosophy that they're not good enough and it's someone else's fault over and over and over. Somebody else is keeping you from this, keeping you from that. You're never going to make it. It's not your fault, but you're not going to make it because someone else is not going to let you. Generation after generation after generation. That gets ingrained in people's heads, no matter what color, what background, wherever you're from, doesn't matter. When you're told that over and over and over, you start to believe it. It's an echo chamber that repeatedly works its way into the back of your mind until it is the exact way you view the world. And that's their goal. Their goal is to make you feel oppressed, enslaved, so they can be the ones to save you. Maxine Waters, no exception, July 4th. And so, the Declaration of Independence says all men are created equal. Equal to what? What men? Only white men? Isn't it something that they wrote this in 1776 when African Americans were enslaved? They weren't thinking about us then, but we're thinking about us now. Maxine Waters is a kook. It's an absolute kook. Equal to what? What men? Only white men? A country that's made the greatest strides of any country on the planet. And these are how our leaders are treating this situation. It didn't stop with those two. You know, AOC, the squad. These people hate this country so much. And really, when it comes down to it, some of these people, especially like AOC, these people did not have aspirations to be in government. They did not have aspirations to even change the world. When AOC was slinging drinks behind a bar, she never thought to herself, man, I'm going to get out there, I'm going to get in Congress, and I'm going to make a difference in this country. Now, she wasn't thinking that. She was thinking how she wished she could get more hours the next week on the schedule. That's what she was thinking about. But she was propped up by very powerful and very wealthy people because they know somebody like AOC could be a puppet for them. That she would do what they tell her to do. And these powerful, wealthy people are America haters. They hate this country. They hate that this country is at the top of the heap. And is numero uno on this planet. And they'll continue to do that more and more. Ilhan Omar, Cory Bush. And I think... Maybe I'm mistaken, but I think that philosophy, getting people like AOC and others in office, was a test run on how high the office could be where they could elect a puppet to put into office that would just do their bidding. Once they figured out it worked, what did they do? 
They picked Joe Biden as the nominee of the Democrat Party. Joe Biden is the result of AOC. He's the result of Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Cory Bush. These people were test runs. They were successfully put into office. And guess what? Once that happened, it was over. They're like, man, we can actually pull this off. We can actually put people like this into office. And it's technically like we're in office because they're just going to do what we say. We financed them. We propped them up. We promoted them. We've told them what to say thus far. They're going to continue to do what we tell them to do. And now we have a president that is just AOC 2.0. It's very dangerous for this country. We've always dealt with that on a, on a, a certain level in the sense of having elected officials that weren't necessarily making the decisions. Lobbyists were making decisions. Big corporations were dictating decisions that were made in Washington. You know, senators, senators get elected and they get to their office in Washington, D.C. on the first day. And there's a check laying on their desk from some multi-million dollar company. You know, $20,000 campaign contribution or whatever they classify it as. Well, once that senator cashes that check, well, then they're pro whatever that company is. And that's what we've always dealt with in the past. And we knew that. We knew that these companies were influencing elected officials. But the reason it's so much more dangerous now is because we don't know who the people are that are not just influencing the decisions, but making the decisions. Is it people like George Soros? I don't know. Is it Tim Cook? Is it Mark Zuckerberg? Is it Jeff Bezos? Or is it Barack Obama? We don't know. We don't know. But we need to find out. Take that as the lesson for this 4th of July 2021. One of the big things we need to be doing as American citizens is getting to the bottom of who is actually making the decisions that affect us in our everyday lives. Because our republic will depend on it. That's it for this edition of Over the Line. Brand new week. Give me a comment in this video. Let me know what you think of our setup. If you don't like it, you can be honest. That's okay. It's not going to hurt our feelings. We're just testing some new stuff. And we may swap it up too. I don't really know which directions we're going to go yet. But we got to test it to know if we like it. So here we are. Check it out. Comment, like, share, do all the things. And check us out on all of our social medias. 
We're getting our Twitch set up as well, so make sure you're on the lookout for Twitch. At OTL Show on Twitch. We're going to be streaming on there as well. It's going to be a good time. Until next time, see you, cools.